Welcome to Leadership Matters, a podcast hosted by me, Steve Parker. This is a series that brings a fresh perspective to leadership, motivation, and how to succeed by talking to a diverse range of CEOs, business managers, and world-class talent. We also offer some personal tips to help you in your career. Each episode aims to provide a snapshot into the life and philosophy of some of Taiwan and the world's most successful leaders. And to find out more about why, Leadership Matters. I wanted to kind of come back first and go, I mean, your personal journey as to why, well, really how you got here and then why, why you do this. I mean, teaching and sharing is, is hard work. Yeah, you know, and this wasn't plan A. I didn't have some vision board or some life plan to be known in the sales improvement industry. I ended up in sales and was really good at developing new business and had a great career and number one producer in many organizations. And through no choice of my own, the first time around, ended up doing consulting and coaching. And I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot and realized that I could impact a lot of people, help them sell more. I always say my passion is helping salespeople win more new sales. That's why I do what I do. When you go out there and you do something, it, it, it always comes back to you and seems to trigger something new for you in your sales approach. I mean, are you saying, are, do you think about sales 100% of the time? Are you always thinking about sales? No, I'm not always thinking about sales, but there, I'm always trying to relate what's happening around me to what I'm doing. And I love that you have this sense for me of my authenticity or the experiential learning. That's, that's just really who I am. My first real encounter with being a sales manager for a, for a reasonably large company, I was terrible, terrible, really. And that's kind of one of the reasons I really relate to what you write about, the sales process. Yeah, I'm a simple average intelligence, New York public school educated B student. So I teach at that level and I continue to be amused that in every large complex organization I go into that proclaims and purports to have these very difficult sales challenges. Usually if you run it through this very simple filter, we can find the problem and begin making corrections. And if you're asking about my very simple framework for developing new business, that I refer to as the new sales driver. There's three pieces from a sales process perspective. We need to pick our targets. We have to have our tools, our weapons. And then finally, we must plan and execute. You come back to basics, right? Know your targets, uh, understand and listen to them, and then, uh, you know, kind of be accountable, follow up and do the work. Yeah, it's, it's not sexy. You know, for my own podcast, the last episode of the year, just to drive home the point you were so beautifully uh, making just now, I invited my golf coach and my financial advisor to join me. And I don't have a lot of guests outside of sales, but they both, and, and my financial advisor is, you know, maybe 35 years old, but he's as old school as you get. Talks about basics and diversification and compounding and avoid the clickbait and turn off the financial news because it's only there to either scare you or to drive readership or viewership. But the, 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 the chance of you finding something that will succeed for the long term. Uh, that's repeatable, that's a fundamental, that's proven over time, it's never a shortcut. There are no shortcuts. The tools may have changed. The media might have changed, but the, but the fundamentals haven't. It's still the same thing, no matter, what, no matter what toolbox you're playing with. Right. You and I are not anti-tool. There are great tools, but the tools are not the replacement. They're the supplement for the fundamentals. And you talk about this development from a sales person into a sales manager, which is a, uh, you know, and I've, I've gone through that process and it's, it's heartbreaking. 
<laughs> you know, I consider myself to be a decent salesperson, uh, very good with people, um, I thought. Uh, and then you move up into this management role and suddenly uh, you, it's a whole different ballgame. You've got this great line from, uh, from your latest book, First Time Sales Manager. And it's, I've got it written down here because I love it. It's your new job as a manager is nothing like your old job in sales. Well, if you, if you learn the hard way, I learned the harder way. I, I was completely ill-equipped and unprepared emotionally and mentally for what the job shift would be. The biggest shift is that you go from winning on your own to having to win through your people and you win through others. And you quoted the title of the second chapter in the book. I wasn't fooling around with this message. The first chapter talks about congratulations. You have the most important job in the revenue organization. That's the good news. Chapter two, here's the bad news. What got you here will not get you there. And all those wonderful attributes that made you a top individual contributor and a sales superstar, those things will kill you as a manager, in, including continuing to play superstar, where instead of leading and coaching and holding people accountable, which really I could argue are the three most important jobs of a sales leader, instead of leading, coaching, and holding accountable, you're doing you're doing everybody's job. Well, that's not sustainable. It's not scalable. It kills the culture. It turns you into a micromanager. You run off good talent. You get overwhelmed and burned out. You send a really weird message to the sales team. I call it the hero complex. You play hero on the team instead of being focused of making heroes of your people. You now are a business in and of yourself. Uh, you're a brand. You're an author. You're a trainer. Um, obviously, you're part of the sales process. You sell it yourself. But I mean, I, I've dealt with uh, Mary, your long-suffering assistant, who organizes everything for you. Um, how do you? I mean, do you have a personal kind of philosophy of leadership that you apply to the organization that you've now become? Well, that's a big question. No one asked me that, so that's a good one. Um, you know. I would say I don't have a lot of deep personal philosophies on leadership as, re as it regards to my own organization. Um, the way I'm playing this out is to love people, to do what I'm good at, and to stick to my swim lane, and to be as honest as possible. Um, and part of knowing who I am and what I love and where I'm good and where I'm not is even some of the intentional decisions we made about not creating a big firm. There are not a lot of junior Mike Weinbergs running around my company that I'm trying to sell. Um, we could do a lot more business and have expanded this beyond what it is in many different ways, from licensing to multiplying myself into others, and it just never felt right. I'm so thankful for the opportunities, for the income, for the, the brand, and I never expected to be in this position, so I, I hold it in high regard, and I'm very appreciative and very grateful. So I really just want to love the people I'm serving in the community of both sales leaders and salespeople. I tell them the truth and I stick to my expertise. And that's served us really, really well. So one of the things I've heard from you today, and I think it's been a fascinating, if too short, conversation. Helping people makes you a leader. I mean, that's one of the things that I'm hearing from you. And it's kind of you started with that and you've kind of almost come back to that, you know love the people around you, help the people around you. If you're genuinely interested in developing the people around you, you will be a leader by nature. And that's something I've heard very strongly mm -hmm. from you. 
the idea of sales. And I think a lot of people out there kind of go into sales and then just think sales is having a cup of tea with people sitting down talk, you know, talking to them or talking at them or, or even like going out for drinks or whatever it is, you know, whereas for you, there is a very clear, if simple science, it's, you know, you look at the results, you look at your pipeline, and then you set up activities in order to improve your pipeline and or your results. I mean, it's kind of a three-part thing and you, you, your philosophy of leadership when you're talking about sales management also comes back to this as well. You've got these, you're talking about sales managers have to take themselves, take their egos out of the equation and come back and manage and develop the people they have who are in the field doing what they do. Listen, understand, but ask the questions. And a lot of your, we haven't really got into the details of this, but a lot of your chapters and stuff when you're talking about this are really interesting. Because you talk about, you know, don't let people get away with fluffy answers. These are three pretty simple questions, you know. Where are you at now, right? What do you, what kind of, uh, you know, what pipeline or what future business do you have in line? And then what activities are you undertaking to, to bring those deals home? I've just heard from you now is this idea of, you know, we live in a world where people are often about scaling businesses. They're talking about how to grow on your enjoyment and your ability to do the business. And I think that's a very, very interesting uh, philosophy to have because most people are about growth. It's amazing talking to you today. I, I always enjoy listening to you. I enjoy watching your podcasts. I enjoy reading your books. If there's one thing that you wanted to kind of leave with people today, what would it be? Wow. Well, first I say thank you. What, what a treat to visit with you and your audience. I, I, I want to pick up on the very simple accountability framework you just laid down a minute ago because I've seen this one behavior when mastered change culture and results. You talked about accountability and the three components, results and then pipeline and then activity. And my sales leadership mentor who is a genius and a master of the heart taught me that framework by modeling it for me. And I would just encourage, this is in chapter three of the book. It's the first place I start to give advice where I talk about our most important job in sales leadership is making sure our people do their jobs and we can do great accountability without being mean or a jerk or demotivating or micromanaging. And it's the magic of the framework you just laid out results, then pipeline and then activity. So we're not micromanaging and we're not emotionally crazed people because sales is about results and that's where we spend our time focusing. So I would leave people with that thought in terms of what accountability is and what it is not. Mike, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. You can listen to this podcast live on the fourth Monday of every month on ICRT and after that on the ICRT website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Leadership Matters by Stephen Parker. You can also check out my social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. We'll see you next time.